Welcome to the Woe Podcast about horses and horsemanship. I'm John Hare, and this is your conversation about horses. On today's show, we have Kim Kelly from Indianapolis, well, the Indianapolis area. She's going to talk to us today about some of the things we might all be struggling through. So here via Skype is Kim Kelly. Good morning, Kim. How are you doing? Oh, hi, John. How are you? I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day in Cal, beautiful hot day in California. <laughs> it's a beautiful day here too. Finally, we have some sunshine. It's great to talk to you. That's great. It's nice talking to you. Thanks for being on the show. Now, you wanted to talk about the experience you had uh, in competing with your horse. First, let's get some background about when you got into horses and a little bit about your horse. Sure. Like a lot of women, I have always loved horses since I can, you know, remember three years old. Finally, around my teen years, I finally bugged my my parents enough that they purchased a horse for me, and um, I just rode it. I just went to the barn, just hopped on, went down the road, just rode. But I always wanted to be in a horse show, but didn't really have the connections with the right people. I wasn't really taking lessons. And then, you know, as life goes on, I had to sell that horse to go to college. Nobody else in my family rode. So I I sold that horse and was out of horses for quite a while. After college, got married, raised a family. And then once I had a daughter that started to show just an inkling of interest in horses, I thought, this is my chance. <laughs> this is my chance to get to get back into horses. So we bought an older, well-trained POA, mm-hmm. and um, he was big enough that I could ride him as long as my daughter. And my daughter started taking some lessons, and I was taking some lessons. And then we decided, since he was a very well-trained POA, that we would take him to a horse show. And Right then, when I started taking my daughter, I just kept thinking, you know, I really want to do this myself someday. But at that point, um, I was going with my daughter and I was enjoying every minute of helping her show POAs for a couple, three years, I think. What kind of shows were these? What classes were you doing? Well, they were, it's the POA organization host shows, at least here in Indiana, host shows for that breed. And um, kids participate in those shows. It's primarily kids. I don't recall the rules exactly, but adults can show, I think if if they haven't yet been shown by kids, why the horses are in training. Um, so that keeps the adults active in it. But you can participate. It's normally a treat a two-day show, you can participate in anything from costume class to all the English classes to Western classes to gaming, trail, they showmanship, they have everything. Oh, great. You know, my daughter was being exposed to both Western and English discipline, and I was just having so much fun getting the horse ready, Take you know, just being the show mom. Cool. Well, you know, you know, as kids do, they lose interest after a while. And after a few couple years, my daughter, she still likes horses, but she lost interest in, in showing. So I went on to buy my own horse, which was, a, um, I think he was about six years old, foundation quarter horse, just for me, just to trail ride on. And so I was trail riding and he was 
he was pretty green, but we got along okay. And, you know, I just kept having this lingering thought in the back of my mind, you know, sometime I really want to do something. It was about this time the place where I was boarding had a clinician come to my boarding facility. And, you know, he worked with us for a couple of days and he kept telling us about the Indiana Ranch Horse Association shows in Indiana. And I had not heard of that before. And he was telling us, you know, you ought to try it. It's, you know, it's really family friendly. It's really laid back. The classes are, you do the type of maneuvers that you would do, you know, on a ranch. There's a lot of people that do the herding and cow work. But there's just a lot of pattern classes, there's showmanship, and he just kept stressing that it was a pretty laid back atmosphere. I'm not sure how familiar you are, but with uh, the ranch riding classes, you know, you don't have to have any fancy tack. It's pretty much just the working tack that, you know, a rancher would use. You don't Mm -hmm. have to have any fancy clothes. I, you know, kind of put a seed in my head. This might be something that I might be able to do. Uh, Not a huge investment. So I think that seed sat there for a year or so. And then finally, I just kept thinking, you know, if I'm going to do this, you know, I'm in my 50s now. I I don't want to someday look back and say, oh, gosh, you know, I really wanted to do that, but I never did it. What was the impetus? What was the challenge or the attraction that you were that was pulling you towards the competition arena? You know, I just, I think what I just always have enjoyed horse shows themselves, watching horse shows, being around other horse people. um, I just really liked, I think the challenge of knowing that you could practice something and then kind of get out there and see how well you can really do. I, I like the challenge of, of working on something myself working on something with the horse and just trying to see how well you can put it all together. Cool. There were some big challenges for me. Cause like I said, I don't have any special talents. I don't have, you know, I'm not like super athletic. I'm really just your average backyard 50 something horseback rider who just really has always been drawn to doing something. And I wasn't really wanting to be super competitive. I, I think I just wanted the, satisfaction in knowing that I could work towards this and then I could do it and I could do it on my own, get over the nerves and, and do it. Where did you start then? Now you decided you're going to go. So what happened? I got it. I got it in my mind. I am going to do this. So I decided to go on the Indiana Ranch Horse Association website and look around and see if I could find somebody perhaps advertising on that website that could help me. I knew I needed help. I knew I couldn't do it by myself. When I got on there, I saw a local trainer. She had her business card on there that she gives lessons and participates in some of the Indiana Ranch Horse Association shows. So I sent her an email and I was very candid about my abilities and my horse, who was a nice horse, but not real well-trained. So I I was very honest with her and said, you know, this is something that I'd really like to do, but I, you know, I don't really know if I have what it takes as far as my abilities, my horse's ability. Would you agree to have me come for a lesson and just kind of give me an overall thought on if I'm crazy, (laughs) if I'm so far away from this, or if this is something that I could possibly do? 
She was super nice. And she's like, sure, bring your horse up. We'll do a couple lessons and then we'll talk about it. Well, I was pretty nervous to go up there, but I did. And that was the best thing I ever did. I really connected with the young lady that gave me lessons. She was very encouraging. I had so much to work on, but she was willing to work with me. I spent the better part of that summer working with her, trying to improve my horse, trying to improve my riding. And I really felt like we were kind of getting somewhere, especially because she was letting me also ride a very well-trained retired rainer that was in the barn. Cool. And so then I was really getting a feel for what this would all feel like right. when it was kind of all put together. That was really important experience. And then my horse was diagnosed with navicular <sighs> at the end of the summer. And I was really riding him a lot. And I think that's probably when it all kind of really started to come about because I was kind of putting him to the test a little bit physically. Uh, I was more than disappointed. But I convinced my husband that perhaps I needed a second horse because I was not going to give up on what I'd started on. Now, in all fairness, I did tell my husband that I would probably try to rehome my horse with navicular. And today I still have him. <laughs> but that was my intent was to at least find maybe he would be great for therapy work right. or something like that. But my husband's a... He's a, he's a great guy, and he knew it was hard for me to get rid of him. So I, I do have two, two now. But my trainer was instrumental in helping me find the right horse. I had another one in between my horse with navicular and the one I have now, which was a complete disaster, and, and that's another story. Okay. But she, she really helped me find the right thing. She had a retired rainer come into her barn for a tune-up, and to be sold. I, you know, she was a 12-year-old mare. I guess she was kind of done being a rainer. And the owner had gone on to a newer, younger, new horse. Right. And when my trainer rode her for, you know, a week, she called me and said, you know, I've got this horse here that really has a nice handle on her. She's really well broke. I think you should try her. So she had her there for 30 days and it was a it was a great situation. I was able to ride that horse at her barn for 30 days before making a decision. Very nice. I really decided it she had so much training that it was going to be that was going to be what I needed. So I purchased her and I took lessons all winter on her. I take some private lessons and I also take a group lesson. You know, it takes me a while to get used to a new horse. She's a lot, she has a lot more go than I was used to, but she's very quiet and very well trained. So we worked on all the skills that I perhaps might need to go to a show in May. And what were those skills that you were trying to, to improve upon? Well, I had looked at what the show bill was for the May of 2019 show. And I had looked at some classes that I thought perhaps would be good beginner type classes. So I was concentrating on the horsemanship class, the ranchmanship class, and the trail class. Okay. Are you familiar with those classes? I'm familiar with ranch riding and the trail class. The ranchmanship, I'm not familiar with that. 
Yeah, the ranchmanship is kind of a combination between some very light reining skills and some ranch riding type skills. It's an individual class where you you um, go in and perform a pattern. Okay. And I, I thought that would be a good way for me to start too, because to be perfectly honest, I was a little apprehensive about going in an arena the first time with a lot of other horses. Right. Especially since this is the first time I had taken this horse to a show. So I thought it was best that I start with the individual classes where you go in by yourself. Okay, well, tell, tell us about the show. So I, I went to the show, and it was a great experience. I, had, I felt like I had prepared myself in the fact that I had taken lessons, and I had read a lot of the rule book, which was really important, and I was really glad that I had done that so I didn't have to worry about what I might be doing wrong as far as being disqualified because I, I had forgotten to wear this or, or put my number in the right place or right. pet your horse, which you're not supposed to pet your horse. <laughs> You know, just little things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the show went the show went really well. I was nervous, but I enjoyed every minute of it. It was a very large show. There were a lot of people participating in each class, so you know we did not place in anything. But I felt really good about the fact that I got my horse there. I was able to take care of my horse on my own. I was able to sign up for the classes, figure out when I was supposed to show do the classes, and not fall off. <laughs> go through the whole experience the, and come out the other end the alive. Go through the whole experience, right. and exactly, and come out alive and feel like, oh, my gosh, I want to do that again. I know where we need to work. There were so many things going through my mind a couple months before the show. I cannot tell you how many times I talked myself out of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kim, you're not ready. You know you're not ready to do this. Why don't you wait till the August show? You know, you're too old. Why didn't you start this when you were like in your 20s? You know, there's just all this self-doubt. Right. And I, I heard a saying that has really helped me a lot. And I'm not exactly sure where it came from, but it says, if you want to get really good at something, which I do, you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable. There you go. And I just kept telling myself that over and over again. You know, there were so many lessons I came home beating myself up on the way home from my lessons because, you know, I couldn't get my flying lead change right or I couldn't do this right. And I thought, oh, I'm just never, I'm never going to get this. You know, this is so mm-hmm. hard. I also had the challenge of that I was I was overweight, so I took care of that over the course of the year. I lost 30 pounds, which really, wow. really helped me a lot. You know, there was a lot of things I had to do. I had to really keep telling myself I could do it and that there were other people that had to do this for the very first time. It's hard to do it for the very first time. Nobody wants to look silly. Right. Nobody wants to make mistakes in front of other people. There's something about going... When they call your number and you, especially (laughs) in that one ride, when you're at that single rider and they open the gate and you go through and you're in the arena now and you kind of look around, you look and you nod at the judge and it's time, it's go time. And there's a, it's, it's a pretty lonely feeling with just you and your horse out here, out there, but it's very, it's, it's almost magical sometimes. 
It It is. And there's so much to remember the first time. You know, keep your hand in the right place. Don't look down. You know, memorizing the pattern. There's just a lot to remember. But, you know, I just took a deep breath and I thought, you know, Kim, you've been waiting for this for almost 40 years. You're going you're gonna to do this. You're actually in the arena and you're going to do it. You had that goal and you met that goal of competing in your first class. Yeah. For somebody who's just thinking about doing this, what tips might you offer them to, to get going? You, you found a trainer. You found the right horse. Right. What's something that, that may be less than obvious that, that you can offer a listener? Well, part of it is being really organized and making a plan. When you're thinking about, okay, I think I might want to do this kind of class, go to the horse shows. I went to two or three of the horse shows without a horse, without showing, to see what it was really all about. Mm -hmm. I think you get a really good picture when you're there. You learn so much sitting in the stands watching other people's show. That really helped me a lot because then I already kind of knew a little bit the flow of what the classes might go like. I had seen other people do the ranchmanship class. I had seen other people not do so well, but still okay. I tried to kind of judge myself who I thought might place, you know, higher or lower, what, what they were doing, just to get a feel for how the whole show atmosphere goes. That was very helpful. I've got to applaud you for reading the rule book because those that's like reading the uh, <laughs> the license formula on a software program. You know, those are that is the driest reading. You could well, read. I have to tell you, I I read it probably through at least twice. Oh my god! But I don't. Well, I, I I do have to say, I probably skimmed parts of it that I knew was not gonna for some reason was not gonna apply to me. Uh-huh. But I knew in order to be prepared and to not be too nervous and to have a good experience, I don't want to go to things thinking, oh, you know, I disqualified because I didn't know I couldn't pet my horse. Right. That would have bothered me, just the little things that I could have. I wanted to go knowing that I did absolutely everything I could possibly do to prepare myself in the best way. And, you know, this is kind of funny, but I went with two other women who have not showed in a long time, but they have showed before. And throughout the show, they kept asking me the rules. <laughs> they knew I had read the rule book. And that made me feel kind of good, you know, that I had read the rule book and I did know what some of the, but that, that really helped alleviate a lot of anxiety. I bet. I bet. Is being prepared and knowing what certain things you you know you could and, and could not do and how that worked and signing up for the classes and all that. So I think that was really important, going to the shows and kind of getting a feel, reading the rule book, making a plan. And with, with me, I made a plan, you know, with my trainer. These are the kind of classes I would like to sign up for. And then I asked her, do you think these are doable for me? And she said, yes, these are the skills we need to work on. So we did, you know, because the Indiana Ranch Horse Association, I think all the Ranch Horse Association shows, you know, they have a prescribed pattern. And a lot of those patterns are posted in the rule book. So you can practice ahead of time what the patterns are and what the skill set is that you need. So we practice that a lot. So I also went to the show feeling like, I know I can do this pattern. I have done this pattern before. So that helped. You know, I get, it really helped me a lot to get my paperwork all in line ahead of time. 
Mm-hmm. There was a lot of paperwork. Uh, it was a new horse. I had to, you know, of course, get the her papers registered in my name, and I had to, you know, get a membership for the American Ranch Horse Association, and then the local one. And you know, your horse has to have an eligibility certificate. That took quite a while to get that paperwork. So I did that ahead of time, and I was really glad because there were some people kind of at crunch time before the show, a little anxious about not getting the paperwork back and. You know, if you'd have told me a few years ago that I would have accomplished this, I probably would have been like, I don't know if I can ever do that. But I don't know. It is really true. If you set your mind to something, you can get it. You can get it done. You can get it done. Yeah, I love that. You can get it done. And it just, you know, it wasn't pretty. I have to tell you, a couple of my, I had one good class. Um, a couple of the classes were not pretty at all. My horse was a little anxious. She had not been to a show like that either. She still thought she was in the reigning arena. Mm-hmm. So a couple of times she tried to lope when she was supposed to be trotting. And it was a humbling experience. But I'm I'm going to do it again. Great. <laughs> I'm going to do it again because I, I, I want to get better. In Indiana, how often are, are these shows available to you? They are available. The Indiana Ranch Horse Association has four scheduled shows, mm-hmm. May, August, September, and October. If you really get into it and want to do it, they also post on there when the Illinois shows are, when the Ohio shows are, when the Kentucky shows are, when the Michigan. So if people really, people that are really into it and do a lot of showing kind of go around to these states. Right. Kind of around here. There's probably between those states, there's probably pretty much a show probably almost every weekend from May to October. Cool. So you've done it. You're going to do it again. That's a yep. great story. Yep. Yeah. What's your horse's name? Again. Uh, Chica. Chica? Has she been enjoying that journey that you're on? I think so. I think it's taking her a little bit of time to reprogram she has been used as nothing but a reigning horse for the first 12 years of her life it's taken her a little bit of time you know for us to get used to each other and for her to figure out that she's not going to be doing reigning per se anymore but that part of the journey has been really fun for me because there were a lot of things that she was not exposed to before particularly in the trail class You know, Mm -hmm. walking over a bridge, opening and closing a gate, having a rope thrown off of her. She had never been exposed to that stuff before. And she was a a little anxious about that. But I've got a lot of satisfaction out of working with her through that. She's a really good-minded mare. Once we, we get it worked out and once she figures out what it is, she's good to go. She was not crazy about the black fake steer at the trail, um, the trail <laughs> class. <laughs> she did not like that at all. So we've got a little work to do on that. Uh-huh. I think she's really liking having another job. And that's really what the owners kind of thought. The vet that came out and did the vet check on her had also just so happens he had also been her vet for the mm-hmm. past six or seven years. And, you know, he reassured me that she was a good mare and that she just needed a different job. A little sideline story is that I also do a lot of trail riding, Mm -hmm. and I had talked to the previous owner about the fact that I would also like to trail ride her because I'm a firm believer in that you have got to get a horse out of the arena. Right. I just feel like it's so good for their mind, 
And I, I just love trail riding. So she was really reluctant to, to give any information about whether she thought that she would be a good trail riding horse at all. In fact, she really kind of discouraged me. I did ride her with somebody else outside of the arena before I bought her, and she seemed pretty good. So in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to, you know, do this with her also. I went out, I had some friends call me this spring and say, hey, we think you should try Chica on a trail and see how she does. We're going to go to a good place that's good for beginners. Both of our horses are really good trail horses. We'll put her in between and see how she does. We went went on like an hour and a half trail ride. She was a rock star the whole time. And I was I, I I was I could not stop smiling the whole way home. <laughs> it was it was it was great. So she's got a whole nother job, yeah. a whole nother life. And the next time I got the trailer out, I don't know if I was just imagining it, but I thought that she really just hopped right on there. Like, are we going to do that again? <laughs> I want that adventure. So, yes, I was really happy about being able to do that with with her too. So I'm just really looking forward to to working with her. You know, she's 13 now this spring, just all the things that I'm possibly going to be able to do with her. She's so broke. I've never ridden a horse this light Mm -hmm. or this well trained with so many buttons. And that in itself has just taught me a lot when you know what it's supposed to feel like. Right. It's like, wow. And now I get on my older gelding who I can, Mm -hmm. He's still pretty pasture sound, and I can still ride him. And I feel like it's that's really enhanced my horsemanship, that I can really work with him more now that I've had her and ridden her. That's a great story. I really appreciate you emailing me and telling us that you had a story that you wanted to share because the show ring is a whole different uh, arena pun intended, mm-hmm. and you did yes. a great job. I'm sure there's going to be some listeners out there who's, who are going to identify with it and uh, get a lot out of this, out of the advice that you gave. Oh, good. I'm glad I could help. Thanks a lot, Kim. That's a, it's a great okay. story. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. I really enjoy uh, listening to your podcast. I look forward to hearing from your other, your other podcast people, too, and, and their journeys in horsemanship along the way. That's great. Well, that'd do it for this show. I'm really grateful that Kim Kelly emailed me and told me she had a story she wanted to share with our audience. You know, we all struggle with competing and deciding to compete and what we want out of competition, but it really makes us better horse people. It improves our horsemanship when we challenge ourselves in the competitive arena. Kim knew she wanted to try it. She went after it and she reached her goal. Now, she's just gonna improve. If you wanna talk about your horse, your experience, if you've got something to share with the audience, I'd love to hear from you. You can send an email to john at wolfpodcast.com and we'll set up a time to talk, or you can record it yourself and send me the audio file. You know, we all have something to share about our horses, and this is your opportunity to do just that. Remember, you can find every episode of the Woe Podcast at woepodcast.com. And you can find the Woe Podcast on just about every podcast platform there is. 
iTunes, which is now called Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play. We're just about everywhere. And, you know, maybe not everybody knows how to get to a podcast and download it. So maybe grab your friend's phone, show them how to do it. Tell them there's something worthwhile to listen to if they love horses. Thanks again for listening to the World Podcast and sharing it with your friends and riding buddies. So until next time, for Renee, this is John Hare saying, go have some fun with your horses. Bye-bye, everybody. Thanks again for uh, for being on the show, and um, I've, I, was, I had something I was going to end this with, and I, it, <laughs> it just completely left my mind, but...